The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network. Smith for the feet, he's to the 10, the 5, touchdown! Oh, oh, what a tackle! Evans up the middle to the 5, into the end zone, touchdown, Eastern Michigan! Straight from the 7-3-4, it's the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by the Foling Warehouse, your weekly chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. Holiday season quickly upon us, and boy, oh boy, do we have a gift for you. It's the final <laughs> episode of 2023 and the Eastern Insider. We're not going away, Tom. It's just a little holiday break. I, first of all, I don't like the way you rolled that out, because here's your gift, our last podcast of 2023. You're making it sound like we're giving you guys a break for a couple weeks, which we are, but we want the audience to crave these podcasts, not like it's a gift that we're not showing up for a couple weeks. Well, it's the gift of like, oh, they, they can go back and listen to old episodes. That, that they can do. Or they, yeah, it's or, or you get that uh, like when you haven't had sugar in a while and you're like, oh, I got to have that Tom Helmer craving. This is your way. You and I are sugar. Oh, yeah. So sweet. We're that sweetness you need, baby. Oh, yeah. And the holiday season is is on us like well, a freight train right now. Once it's in the bloodstream, you can't get us away. Well, you and I were at the mall this weekend. We were. Not and together. We, we didn't even know about it. That no. was the crazy thing. It's like you told me. You were like, well, we're at the mall. And I was like, we were too. But it's not Briarwood. We had to go an hour away to almost find each other. Yeah, I I go to the mall about once every year or two years, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas. And the wife that morning was like, I, I'm going to have to go to Somerset Mall and return something. Would you like to go with me? I thought, you know what? I'll go with you. Yeah. And then we asked the kid, like, no, we're not. No. Drew went to football practice to help out with the team. And they were probably Abby's both like, like people wait, go to the house malls? alone for about four or five hours. Yeah. You two old people have a good time. Yeah. Meanwhile, we went to a holiday house tour and then went to the mall. Uh, but it was not just any house. Yes. Not just any house. We went to Meadowbrook Hall on Oakland's campus. Because why did I think Meadowbrook Hall was a concert venue? Uh, I think there is a concert venue up that way that is also. Meadowbrook or Pine Knob or something that way. I don't know. This I don't, I like I don't spend a whole lot of my time in Oakland. Meadowbrook Hall, you said it's like an 88,000 square foot house. Oh, yeah. Worth going to? Absolutely. It was an enormous house. I mean, it's well constructed. Uh, you would think 1920s architecture, like they might have not had some modern conveniences. Oh, they had all the things that you could what think of. What would be a right modern now? convenience of the 1920s? Well, they had, I wouldn't have thought they had electrical outlet wiring and things like just like we think about. Eh, they were well Knob constructed. Knob and tube yeah. type old, yeah, electrical lights. They had no a, icebox? They, that probably was more the 30s, yeah, but, they but they were had, rich enough they, maybe. Yeah, they were rich enough. They had that stuff. They had like butler pantries, all those things that I know you have in your house anyways, but. Well, I mean, I've had a house with a, quote unquote, butler's pantry, but it was like a walkthrough to get from the kitchen to the dining room. I mean, I don't know what you class, what would be a 1920s butler's pantry is like a huge, like back kitchen. Or yeah. Like... Where he actually like would live and stay. Though. Oh, the butler would <laughs> yeah, stay there. He would actually yeah. stay there. Yeah. Like... I haven't had a butler. That'd be pretty cool though. It would be. Like that Seinfeld, uh, remember when he was writing the pilot and he thought he was going to have a butler after he was sentenced to somebody having to, to hit their car, he's right? my butler. Yeah. Elaine, the Elaine character wants to borrow him. Exactly. Not Elaine, but the one that played the the fake Elaine, you know what I'm talking about, in the sitcom. 
I, I know, but yeah. some of our more recent listeners might not know. So it's good to clarify. You know what? It's funny as you get older, what people you assume know or do not know, like Pearl Jam was on at the gym today. Some people are like, I don't, you know, like that's my dad knows that song. I'm like, yeah, I don't know Pearl Jam. How do you not know Pearl Jam? Or the guys from Jackass, like right? Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville, Steve O. There were some people at the gym, like college days, like, I, don't, I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, you have no idea who I'm talking about? Like, they just put out the fourth movie not long ago. Uh, that's kind of stuff as you get older. Until Kevin Costner did Yellowstone, there was a large group of people who were like, who? Because he had a role for a while. Field of Dreams. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves, yeah. I mean, he... Uh, for Love of the Game. What's the other baseball movie? The Durham Bulls. The, yeah. Why am I blanking on the name of that movie? Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yes. <laughs> he had a great run for a while. And then he kind of went silent for a while. And Deb, then Yellowstone comes up. Now everybody knows who Kevin Costner is. and flows. Well, and now everything's on Netflix. So you can go, I don't know. I'm not sure how we got on this tangent. But yeah, it, now you can watch anything, anytime, anywhere. So uh, yeah, he's always popular. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. So much like we are back to back to the the, 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 <laughs> we the circling way here. off the rails. On yeah, this we one. we were way off the rails. But bring it back here. It was a a lighter week for EMU athletics, which allowed you and I to get out. We did have the the Friday night game, home game for men's basketball. Uh, good to see uh, Oakland on the schedule. A tough Oakland club that we've already last week talked about and knocked some people off. This is an Eastern team that will again get tested this week when they head across town to Ann Arbor to take on a Wolverine club that just hung 90 on on Iowa. So uh, you're going to have to rebound quick and kind of put that Oakland message in and get ready for the Wolverines. But it's been a while since they've played them uh, after they kind of said, eh, we're not going to play Michigan over in Ann Arbor. Of course, last year last we did year, it at LCA, yeah. Which I think, I don't know is Michigan as good is as good as they were a year ago. And I do think Eastern's better than they were a year ago in what was a tightly contested game at Little Caesars Arena that Amani Bates really dominated for the most part for Eastern Michigan. But I would it wouldn't stun me if Eastern went into Ann Arbor and had a great showing in that game and even possibly shocked some people and knocked off the Wolverines. Having said that, they're coming off probably one of their worst games of non-conference play, losing to Oakland. They weren't good at second-chance opportunities as far as getting rebounds, loose balls on the floor. Tyson Acuff got shut down as far as Tyson Acuff is concerned when you're a guy that had five straight games of 23 points or more. He struggled to score, and that's one of the problems Eastern's got to solve sooner than later. When Acuff's getting double-teamed, who's the guy? Is it Osonic? You know, is it is it you're going to work inside? Who's the guy that's going to pick up the points when Acuff starts getting staggered a little bit? And I don't think they have the answer to that question yet. No, Yusuf Jihad had 15 points against his former team in Oakland. But you look at it, outside of Acuff, only three players went to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. And you got to pound the paint because that's what Oakland did to you. 44 point paints. What was interesting, too, though, is at a point in the first half, Oakland was outscoring Eastern Michigan in the paint 10-2. to 2. But by the time they went to half t- halftime, it was 14-10. to 10. So Eastern was getting better back in the paint. But in the second half, Oakland started to reassert their dominance in the paint there. And when you end up playing teams like Akron and some of these other guys, when you got Freeman that plays inside, you've got to be better inside. And I think part of that is Kirill Martinoff has to get 
angrier in the paint when they use him in there. He's got to be more aggressive. He's got to be more assertive. If he can do that and take a step forward, it's really going to help Eastern Michigan's inside game. Max schedule, before we know it, will be upon us. But Ball State, so far, leading the way 8-2. and two. Kent State, 7-3. and three. Uh, And then Akron is 6-3 and three right there with BG. Akron's going to get a little dose, though, as they get the addition of Ali Ali back right. after he was granted NCAA eligibility after having transferred to Butler and then didn't play. So he's back for John Gross and company. Did That's you see the ending them. of the Akron? Northern yeah, where they Kentucky drove the game. court and had the slam dunk right before the buzzer. Oh, It was Freeman that threw it down, but that's Akron's able to do that type of stuff. Also, non-conference records are fake. Like, you can be eight and two. Like, who you played, though? If that's you're, true. If you're top of the heap, like, if you're playing, you know, uh, like Oakland came in here and they were like a 500 record, but they'd played Ohio State. They'd played Illinois. Um, they'd played some some bigger programs, which skews it a bit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you look at, uh, just not to single them out, but Ball State, for example, uh, Rose Holman, Goshen. Oakland's, Rose Holman? Yeah. Is that an individual or a school? Uh, I'm sure it probably Rose was an individual, but it's a school Is that even now. Division Three? It is D3, yeah. And they're in who's the, in their conference? DeVry, ITT Trucking? I've never heard of Rose Holman. Uh, Bluffton's in their conference, actually. So, uh, <laughs> the mighty... Bluffton Beavers. The Beavers of Bluffton. Yep. Uh, you don't walk into the dam and just come out with a <laughs> The dam. So they've also had Oakland City and Bellarmine, which Oakland is a trans... City. Yes, Oakland City. Boy, we're learning a lot. This is... There's some names. This is... They didn't play East-West? Uh, not yet. Okay. Still, uh, maybe, maybe they'll... That's an actual school the, in Chicago. Over the Christmas East-West University. Yeah. We, Kent's and Akron have played a little bit more teams, but yeah, but that's maybe, the thing, maybe like, inflated schedule. It doesn't start until January 2nd Correct. when you go down to play Bowling Green. The records are whatever they are. Lamonta Stone, I talked to him before the game, uh, and he said, listen, Art, I really thought we were in a position with this schedule and this team as we form, it'd be nice, win eight games. I don't think they're going to get there because they'd have to sweep out now right. to get the eight wins, but they'll win seven. Yeah, because you look at it. They're going to beat Hampton. Yep. They're going to beat uh, Sa- Northwood. Yeah, Northwood. Women have Saginaw coming up as well uh, over the holiday break. The women will continue their road trip 1-7 and seven right now, uh, but have been on this endless road trip uh, as they were most recently at Southern Indiana. They also played Lindenwood over the weekend. And they'll get IUPUI coming up on Friday before they take their holiday break. Uh, on that side of the basketball ledger. Uh, Tom will have coverage coming up on Saturday. He and I will be reunited once more on the radio as we'll be courtside at the Chrysler Center. I'm in. All right. Booked it. You and I at Chrysler. At Chrysler. And then we'll have the Hampton matchup on the 21st, a 1 p.m. start uh, right here at the George Gervin game above center uh, as the Pirates come to town. Last time... Hampton came to town was the year they had that magical run. And remember, they were the 15 seed and upset. I forget who it was out in Boise. Yeah, that was the last time they came to town. Well, it doesn't mean they're going to be. Hey, lightning strikes twice sometimes. Does it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. that'll. So they got Hampton. Okay. Yeah. And then they, they finish up. With Northwood, and then you're into the Bowling Green part of the schedule. I've liked their non-conference schedule. I did say to Stan Heath, I said, a 1 o'clock Thursday game, December 21st? He's like, 
Got to get home for Christmas, man. Got to get yeah, players. Got to get home. Like, all right, you can still get home after a six p.m. tip. But <laughs> hey, I guess play the middle of the day and move on. Then, of course, December twenty third. It's bowl time. It's baby. bowl time. It's South Alabama, Eastern Michigan. Mardi Gras meeting at Gridiron Action. Uh, I was there last week. It'll be a good time. Right now, don't forget, you can buy your tickets. But the other big thing is we need all the alums and people who are coming to make sure they're buying their official bowl, gate, bowl tailgate package, uh, which will include a free drink as well as all-you-can-eat buffet, tailgate games, live DJs, and TVs. Just steps from... Uh, Hancock Whitney Stadium. It'll be a great time. You can party with the Eagles right outside. I thought you said we need people that aren't going to the game to buy the tailgate package. No, we need, we need people that are going to, are the, going to, to the game to buy the tailgate they'll, package. There'll be a watch party back here, but we need people. So I get something to drink. I get food. Yep. There's TVs. Yes. There's everything I need. Everything you need. Right there in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Steps from the stadium. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good deal right there. It's a great deal. That'll start at 3 o'clock before the 6 o'clock uh, kickoff Central, Central time. time. Central time. Don't want people getting confused. South Alabama, the home team normally. Eastern will be the home team, though, on the scoreboard as they get kicked out of their home locker room. Yeah, I don't. I will be interested when we get down there, the team travels down there on the 19th, to gauge the temperature of South Alabama. Like, where are their heads in this game? First of all, you got a bowl game where you're the home team, so you really got to go nowhere. I don't know how you feel about that as a team. How, they've lost two edge rushers and their top wide receiver. And their running back declared for the NFL draft. All right. So you lost some big weapons there. I wonder, you know, how fired up are you? Now, it is a home game for you in which you will be the home team. You got to dress in the away locker room. Does that infuriate you? Are you to the point in the year where you're like, all right, let's just play this bowl game and like let's get start building on They've Next never year. won a bowl game, so I know that is a big oh. deal. That is a big deal. So, they haven't been around a whole long Yeah, they time only started either. playing football in like 2009. Yeah. So not a great deep history here. But they, they're looking for that first. They're one of 4,000 teams from the Sun Belt playing in a bowl game this year. So That's right. Bowl season gets underway this Saturday as the Ohio Bobcats will be in Myrtle Beach to take on a talented Georgia Southern club. So bowl season getting underway on Saturday. This week's conversation, we sat down with Brian Dooley as he's fresh off his Disney Spirit Award, a great honor for him. And it, you can't talk about a nicer guy uh, in Brian Dooley. Brian Dooley is a great guy. He's one I did tell her in the season. I'm not going to dab him up anymore. He correctly broke my hand to start. He's a it's like trying to dap up. You know what a dap is, right? Like the the hands, yeah, like, yeah. you know. I, you know I, I, I got younger terminology. You know how like it I is. say you're more hip than me. Yeah, like today I'm wearing incredible drip clothing. You know what I'm saying? No cap. You, no cap. <laughs> oh, man. This is the... Uh... This is the podcast with all the terminology oh, right here, oh. right? Yeah. Um, I learned that one from Chris Creighton, so... Yeah. No, I remember him busting that out at yeah. Mac Media Day a few years ago. Um, you threw me off with your no cap. <laughs> I don't even, but, uh, but Dooley's a guy well-deserving of the, of the award he got. And uh, yeah, I didn't dab him up anymore because he, bam, and like my hand was like beat red. And I told him the next week, I'm like, I'm not, you're, you're fired up for a game. You're like a grizzly bear coming at, he's huge. He's huge. And uh, I don't. I'll just, I'll give you a light fist bump or I will wave to you from across the field, but 
he's a big boy, he'll hurt you. But all the accolades he's received this year, well-deserved. And one of those guys that loves Eastern Michigan, came to EMU, played his entire career here, will walk out the door with more games played and more starts than anybody in Eastern Michigan history past City Sow this year. And it'll never be caught ever again because there's no chance anyone will have the opportunity to come back from a pandemic and play a season and all that stuff like he has. It will never be touched. And he's going to tie Bo Nix this year because Bo Nix has one game left. Right. And he got the Pac-12 title game, which put him even, and now they'll each have a bowl game, so they'll end tied. Yeah, I tried to do the math. Even if you were, well, you'd have to start every game four straight years. You would need to go to the MAC championship game all four years. And be in the playoffs. And be in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah to. And probably winning, uh, going both games in the playoffs, too, you'd have to be a part. So you'd have to. You'd, you'd have well, to I guess there's not going to be th- three rounds of playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to get to the national title game pretty much every year? Yeah. I mean, it's doable. It's still looking for that first natty here. Well, it's, you know, South Alabama's looking for their first bowl win. We're looking for our first natty. You're right. You're right. Anything so, can happen. Anything can happen. So uh, our conversation with Dooley to get you set for the 68 Ventures Bowl coming up on December 23rd. We'll have pregame coverage beginning at 630, extended pregame, uh, which is always glorious when we get the full half hour. I love that. I love when we did it at the bowl game last year, and I loved our post game with you down on the field with the microphone. We got great interviews. We'll have all that once after more. the game. I we'll have that. Like Plus, that. we'll have signing day coverage coming up uh, from Mobile as well, as that will take place on December 20th. We'll be live up early in uh, the central time zone. We won't trouble Tom until a little later in the day, but coverage will the start. The thing is, too, like you're seeing kids. Like the committed stuff you see on Twitter is not official. Not official. No name not, on paper. Nobody yet. has signed anything and can't until the 20th, right? Correct. Okay. You cannot sign until the 20th at 7 a.m. your time. So any quarterbacks, four-star athletes, all that stuff, it's not, you can't even talk about them really, can you? Not allowed to say their name. Why? That would be a violation. It's a violation. So if, if a kid, this is the stuff I found fascinating about the NCAA. A kid says, listen, I was in the portal. I'm committing to this school. And then the school or no one can say anything about it or use their name until they've officially signed, even though the kid has said it. Bingo. And their parents. Yes. I'll get a nice letter and some What's training. What's the infraction? What's the violation? Why is that a violation? It's just one of those NCAA rules where like, yeah. yeah. talk to the people in Indianapolis. I, I, I am with you. I just don't understand it. But that's the rule. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the NCAA. I there's one rule, and I don't know how you'll feel about this. The NCAA is looking to eliminate photo shoots on unofficial visits. A okay with my book. The thought being, like, say, EMU's got a top recruit, all right, and that top recruit is going to make an unofficial visit yep. to Ypsilanti, but he's got a couple buddies that play too, and maybe they're not as good Division One quality, yeah. but he brings them along. Well. Obviously, the school wants to roll out the red carpet for the recruit and do the photo shoot and all that stuff. Then he's like, you got to take care of his buddies, too. And you got to do all that editing and all that stuff for something a kid's going to put on Instagram and then forget two days later when he goes to visit somewhere else. Or you could take the other idea. Uh, Bowling Green's head volleyball coaches of the belief that it's a right and a privilege to put on that uniform. 
you don't get to put on that and do photo shoots until your name is on that piece of paper. I don't have a problem with that either. I know, I realize the recruits want the uniform yeah. and all that because it's all about social media and all this, but it's gotten out of hand a little oh, bit. And has. here's the thing too, is a college coach, not one here at Eastern, but one I saw on Twitter, social media said, he was telling a reporter, it's, I prefer recruiting portal guys now over high school guys. And here's why. The portal guys know exactly what they want and there's a quick decision coming. Whereas the high school kid wants to visit schools, wants to have, these are my final 14, these are my final eight. You never know where you stand with the high school athlete. The portal guy, you know, like, yep. listen, I'm a, I play this position, you have a need, I wanna play for you guys, great. All right, I'm committing to you, I'll sign on the 20th and it's over with. Whereas the high school guys can drag it out and it's a whole thing. But I agree with BGSU, that uniform, like, what, you go to a school, you take a picture in the uniform, you put it on social media, you get your clicks, then you go to the next school and yep. you do the same thing and you never cared about that school and you're putting on a uniform that really only the people that committed to that school should be wearing. I, I, you think it'd go over like a lead balloon if you told kids, like, we don't do photo shoots unless you put your name on it. Yeah, I, I think that would uh, hurt you, unfortunately, in the old recruiting world. That's where we are, man. That's where we are. This is Eastern Insider Podcast. Before we turn it over to our interviews, uh, we know you have plenty of buildup on the game. We'll have all this from Mobile next week. But uh, what's a key right now in your mind for people thinking ahead to the bowl game? As far as what's going to take to win yeah, the game or what take we to need win. to do, offense has got to find a way to move forward. All right? It's going to be difficult now because your starting quarterback went into the portal, but you have other quarterbacks on the roster, obviously. But... I think it's a, a great time to roll out some packages. Maybe you haven't seen earlier in the season. Try a few things. I'd like to see a Wildcat package with Samson Evans. Uh, you got to get Jalen Jackson the ball in open space and let him create out there. And South Alabama's lost players too. It's not everybody's lost players with the exception of the teams that are in the playoffs, really. Yep. Um, and defensively, I think you're in a good spot. I know some guys have left or hit the portal, but you still have a very strong defense and, and and it'll be key for them. I you got to keep it low scoring though. Eastern Michigan can't get involved in a shootout uh, with anybody. But I think if you play smart, you control the turnovers. Uh, maybe you get on the plus side of that, and and a couple things bounce your way in a low scoring game. EMU can win their second straight bowl game for the first time ever. Well, let's hope so. It would be a nice Christmas present to bring back that on that plane. Nice. As we get back in the early hours of Christmas Eve. Yes, that way Tom can get ready for his big family shindig or just a nap, one of the two. I, I think I can jam in both that day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you get your little appetizers, you go to church, you come home. home. The nice thing is the kids are older now. Yeah. so It's not like you have to be up at seven. Yeah, it's they're not as concerned about what time Santa's knocking on the door and no one's knocking on the bedroom door at 630 in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's like there's more of a... Let's wake up at a normal hour here and, and see what Santa brought us. I'm I'm still game. I got to see what's behind the tr under that tree. I'm hoping to, and to go back to our conversation last week. I'm hoping Santa brings you some ABC pants because I think it's going to change the way you move around the office. They're not officially licensed by Adidas, so we'll see if I'm allowed to. Oh them yeah, on this but Joe, okay, but Adidas makes a very good pant too. Okay. So I maybe those. maybe we need to get some. I mean. Yeah, I guess I mean, you can't. It's hard to go on brand for everybody in the building. Mm, I would prefer you did. 
Do they make a nice button-down collar shirt? No, but they should. Yeah, and, and, and Tommy Penny, Bahama, I'm I'm waiting for that one. So penny loafers, yeah. any of that type of stuff. You exactly. know, there's certain stuff they just don't make. They don't make it. Maybe they will <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> Boom! That's when we'll be back. That's when we'll be back. So for Tom, I'm Greg. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield and the Folling Warehouse. Are you ready? Ready to find the right care that works for you? Care that connects you to what you need anytime, anywhere, and fits best with your lifestyle. Whether it's in person or in your pajamas, online or over the phone, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan connects you to the care you need when you need it most. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, an easy-to-use mobile app, and a 24-hour nurse line. Because we're always ready to help. Learn more about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan at bcbsm.com. It's here. Bowling Warehouse. And sports will never be the same. Bowling combines the best of bowling and football. But you don't have to be good at either to have a great time at the Foling Warehouse. Ipsy Ann Arbor's newest place to play is now open. 20 lanes, two bars, over 100 beers. The Foling Warehouse at the corner of Washtenaw Golfside in Ypsilanti, where everyone comes to play. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room. And that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Here with Brian Dooley after the banquets. Uh, you might need a bigger car to start taking some home, all this hardware you're racking up. What does it feel like to, to know and be recognized so much by your teammates for all the accomplishments you've done on and off the field? Uh, it feels great. Uh, I really try not to, you know, ask for anything in return. You know, I mean, I just, I do it just to be a good teammate. You know, I'm always looking out for my teammates just because just who I am. So, uh, it's, you know, it's great to finally be recognized, you know, and uh, hopefully I, I left a good legacy behind. So many teammates look up to you. Who was it that you looked up to when you started here? Uh, I looked up to a lot. Uh, Coach Gray mentioned a lot of them during the banquet, but I mean, my biggest—I mean, it's hard to say one. I, I'd have to give it to two guys: uh, Jimmy Leotio and Jeremy Hickey were probably my uh, top two. I mean, they—you know—I got here right away, and I mean, they were awesome. You know, they taught me the ropes. You know, they taught me the whole playbook, and I mean, I got to give give it give it to them, man. They were awesome. I know, Coach. Coughlin got pretty sentimental when he was up there on stage, and you're a guy that you've spent a lot of time with him, but you've also been through some some different coaches. How much of a development is it to, one, trust him, and two, then say, okay, you're here, we're going to be in this love and, and war forever, and, and how close are you to him now because of this? Yeah, I mean, he made me emotional as well, uh, saying all those words. I mean, you know, like you know, like you said, him and I have been through some tough times. Uh, you know, we won some games, we lost some games, but no matter what, you know, that, that doesn't change how I look at you know any of the coaches, especially Coach Coughlin. Um, but our, our relationship it's special. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anybody else's. Um, you know, I, I encourage all the old linemen to always go up to the offices, say hi to them, like no matter what it is. Uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be about watching film. You know, you just just go up and talk to them. So, I mean, the, that, that relationship him and I have, you know, it'll be forever. Um, I know I can call him up even when I'm out of football and we'll always be, he'll always be there for me. I know you don't want to think about it, but this program hasn't known anything without you in it since 2018. I haven't known this program without it since 2018. You get one more ride. How special is this bowl trip going to be for you? 
I mean, it's it's really special. Uh, going back down to Mobile, it's I mean, I mean, I had a blast last time. So hopefully we have another blast uh, when we get down there. Um, you know, South South Alabama, they're a good team. Uh, I've always watched them. Uh, I got one of my one of my real good buddies on the team, and I you know I already called them right when I uh, right when we got the notification that we we're uh, going down there. Um, I mean, I. I it's something that this team has done in a while to go back-to-back bowls and, you know, hopefully we get this victory. So, you know, leaving that behind for, you know, the classes um, before me. So, uh, I mean, I th- it's just – it's awesome. I can't wait for it. I know one of my most memorable moments was seeing Coach Creighton on the back of Mike Van Hoven shirtless in a monsoon mm. at that bowl game. Oh, yeah. What is the most favorite memory you have of that trip? I would probably say the same thing. The that that the parade that they had for I mean I'd say it was probably a good hour. I mean that thing was special. Uh seeing that many that many people gather around for that parade. Um I mean it's just it's unbelievable. And I I mean we we still got souvenirs from that bowl game cuz they threw out a lot. They threw out, you know, beads, stuffed animals and all that other kind of stuff. So yeah, I'd probably say that was my favorite one and, and hopefully we get uh get you know get to raise that trophy up and get another ring so that should be my new favorite one but so yeah, i'm excited for it this program has never been to three straight bowls it's never won two straight bowls i know that was something talked about is being able to say that's the new standard how important is it for the senior class to close out in the right way i mean it's i mean it, it, it means everything to us you know the standard is to go back to back win this bowl game and just keep winning bowl games after we're out of here. So the standard is to we want to we want to leave this legacy behind for everyone else for them to always have fun, go back to back bowl games and keep winning and hopefully change the standard even when we're gone. And maybe you'll get to ride off the sunset to that uh, that parade at Disney World. Heck yeah, may, I mean, hopefully we we might we might you might see us in the parade. You never know. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Circle the date on your calendar, December 23rd, as Eastern Michigan clashes with South Alabama in the 68 Ventures Bowl. Eagles versus Jaguars. Pre-game coverage kicks off at 6.30 p.m. on WEMU. This episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast is brought to you by National Trails Bus. Safety, comfort, reliability. Come ride with us, as well as Trinity Health. Trinity Health is the preferred healthcare provider of EMU Athletics. Get top-tiered orthopedic and spine care to get you back in the game, as well as standard printing and design, the standard of excellence in design and print for small business. You're listening to the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by The Folding Warehouse, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Now let's get back to the action with Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. Eagles get ready for a heavy dose of Southern hospitality as they head south for the 68th Ventures Bowl, joined by Executive Director Cherry Dial. Thanks for joining us and thanks for inviting us back to Mobile for the second time in a few years. Well, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. When people hear bowling in Mobile, they see different name now. Same great bowl, just maybe a new sponsor this year. Um, same great bowl, yes, definitely made some changes. We're, we're not one to rest on our laurels here. Um, but uh, we definitely, um, definitely still are rolling out the red carpet and the Southern hospitality for you guys and can't wait to have you back here. I uh, loved you guys the first time. I still brag on your players and 
how awesome they were and they really just embraced the city and kind of made it their own. How exciting has this whole adventure of the bowl been in the aspect that this is the 25th anniversary of it. So a milestone portion for you to bring a, a, a game back here and, and celebrate another annual tradition that this game has become. Yeah, it's a, it's a little wild to think that we're here now, um, that it's been 25 years when we started out, we were one of 23 bowl games and the bowl system has definitely expanded. Um, we love being able to showcase our city and showcase what the South has to offer. Um, I think a lot of people have different ideas of, of what Alabama is. And so being able to show them the coast and um, our seafood and everything, Mardi Gras especially, um, you know, it's it's what we, we want to do. You have the, the luxury or disadvantage, some people may view it, of getting South Alabama as the team that Eastern gets to play. They're playing in their home stadium. How does that create some logistical challenges for you? Um, it, it does create some some um, challenges, um, but I think overall it will be a good thing. It's still a bowl game. It is still a neutral site. Um, I will say they are definitely treating it that way, that it is an away game for them. Um, I know that's a little hard to wrap your head around, but it is very much so how they have chosen to approach it. And we appreciate that because at the end of the day, it is the bowl game and they will be the visitors in the stadium. You guys will be the home team. And um, I think everybody's just excited. When you look at, at, at a bowl, it's the culmination of a season of work. How do you go about making sure this is a rewarding experience for players to come? You know, we spend all year planning that. I get asked that question all the time, like, what do you do the rest of the year? We're literally, from the moment one game ends to the next, we get started on planning. And that's kind of, you know, what I kind of mentioned earlier was we're not going to rest on our laurels. So we've really shifted things around, wanting to make sure it's an experience that we are highlighting the community, but also that it's something fun. Um, taking the players on their, on their team event day, taking them to the beach this time, uh, taking them to the aquarium that's down there and the fort. So they're getting a little bit of history. They're getting a little bit um, about the ecology of the area, and then they're getting to just have fun. I know one thing that uh, the town hangs its hat on is they, everybody thinks Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but Mardi Gras really started here in Mobile. Yeah, it's kind of blasphemous to say Mardi Gras in New Orleans uh, in Mobile, Alabama. Um, but yes, yeah, we are, um, we are very proud of Mardi Gras and what it is. It is a different atmosphere, I think, than what you get um, in New Orleans. It's more of a family atmosphere. Um, but we, we love Mardi Gras. And I always joke that, you know, I've taken my kids to D.C., and they saw a parade up there and they were like, hey, what is this? Where's the moon pies? Where's the beads? Um, why is no one throwing me a stuffed animal? I don't understand. Um, but it's just an experience. I mean, the, um, the amount of detail that goes into the floats, um, you even have a fire breathing dragon. I mean, it's just, it's cool. It's an experience and it's hard to explain. You gotta come see it. When you said they throw out moon pies, they, you should also have clarified, because you told me that back in, in 21, that they throw out moon pies. I was not expecting a box of moon pies to be box. thrown at me. <laughs> I was expecting a singular moon pie. Yeah, sometimes people 
they get tired of having to open all those boxes. So you might get a whole box of moon pies thrown, thrown straight at your head. I, I also, yesterday we were at the, the hotel talking with uh, people there. Uh, it was her first parade a year ago. She said she got hit with a thing of frozen sausage. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yes, um, the maskers do have a tendency to throw just about any and everything, but I equate that to being similar to like a um, St. Patrick's Day parade. You go to a traditional one, they're throwing carrots right. and lettuce at you. So, um, yeah, sure, we're going to throw throw whatever we can. A few more moments here with Sherry Dial, Executive Director of the 68 Ventures Bowl. Uh, people may not know what 68 Ventures is up north. Tell, us, tell the fan base who they are, how they came to be a part of this bowl. Yeah, so um, we're still learning ourselves. It's a new sponsorship for us. I will say they are absolutely amazing, amazing to work with. We couldn't have asked for a better sponsor. Um, they're uh, CEO Nathan Cox, um, they've been awesome, just downright awesome, but he has ties to the community and ties to the area. Um, and they are kind of an umbrella uh, company and have several other companies underneath them within real estate, construction, and um, just other aspects of that. Um, but yeah, they've been absolutely great and great to deal with, great to work with. They're passionate about football. They're the EMU football team looks to make a splash in the 68 Ventures Bowl against South Alabama. Be part of the excitement as pregame coverage begins December 23rd at 6.30 p.m. exclusively on 89.1 WEMU. Joining me now, Tyson Acuff. One of the things you'll notice about Acuff this season, new hairdo. New hairdo, man. I'm, going, I'm rocking with the low cut. got the waves going. It's so much more manageable. Yeah, I think I look more mature. I, my, you my, do look more mature. Yeah. Orlando Lovejoy went the other way. He grew, He. it's like a mop out there now. <laughs> he said it was the Imani effect. <laughs> <laughs> he grew, he's, he's silly, man. Silly cat. Tyson, what do you know about playing at this school and playing against the Mac that you didn't know when you got into this a year ago? Uh, the competition is, is very... It's real. It's very real. Um, when you're on that floor, you don't, you don't view, you don't view others as you're not scared of them. But it's real. Like they, they, right. they have that same aggression and that mentality to win by any means. So uh, it's very fun to play against, but it also is very competitive for me battling, uh, battling against those type of teams and trying to manage my own team to, so that we can compete on that same level. Did it take you by surprise a little bit? Like, woo, these guys come after you every game. It definitely did. It definitely did. You talk about managing a team. Mm -hmm. How much better are you at that this season than you were last year? Uh, I, I view myself as I've taken at least four or five steps forward in that area, just about being more vocal, uh, giving out, and as well as taking criticism from others on the floor. And it, it's all in, in out of love. You know, it's not it's not out of spite. It's not out of hate for any of my teammates. I, we all have the same end goal to win a MAC championship. So whatever it takes for us to get there, that's what I'm going. I'm going to give and I'm going to take. That's the thing when you talk about somebody giving you criticism. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to learn that people care and they're trying to teach you. Is that yeah. a tough lesson to learn? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's definitely, especially when when the message it can be delivered all kind of ways. So when it's delivered in the we're, we're down ten and it's delivered kind of hard because I want us to take that ten point swing. Right. It could be looked at as I'm angry with you or. Or you, you're the only one. You're the reason we're down ten. But it's, it's never that. It's always this. Is what we need. This is what you need to do. This is what I need to do in order for us to 
take the lead and get back in the game. Do you feel this team understands that better? That uh, this all right. This is where Tyson's coming from on this. He's not just barking at us. Yeah. We're we're trying to all get better as a team. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think I, I've built that relationship, and I'll continue building that relationship with all of the guys on the team uh, outside of the basketball court, so they know like, okay, this is how he is, all in his all around life, not just on the court. So they 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 get a pretty good understanding of that. I was talking to PK Ketterhagen, mm -hmm. and he. He said, it struck me when he said, our season got cut short last year. I go, well, it didn't get cut short. You played the whole season. He goes, we didn't get to Cleveland. And so <laughs> yeah. our season yeah. got cut short. Definitely. Were you stunned you didn't get to Cleveland? And can you ever see that happening again, not getting there? Uh, I definitely don't envision us. I don't envision us not getting there. I want us to be there every single year. Um, it was It was a, I'm not going to say it was shocking, but I, w I was disappointed. That's mm -hmm. what I'll say. Uh, we had a slow start. I think our heads got big once we played against Michigan, and we mm -hmm. kind of used that as a measure up. And then we got, you know, we got hit in the mouth the game after that. So, um, my parents always told me never let your highs get you too high, never let your lows get you too low. I think last year we let one of our highs get get us too high. So um, that was the that was the kisser right there. That's the thing. You guys played Michigan, played a great game mm -hmm. in Detroit, and I think a lot of people were thinking, all right. We just taught, saw two NCAA tournament teams go yeah. at it here, yeah. and then it didn't work out that way. Mm. How is the makeup of this team different than a year ago? And I don't mean just the bodies on the floor, but I mean how you guys are together collectively. Uh, I think we understand that it's, it's not a pretty, beautiful kind of game. It's, it's, it's a dirty, gritty game. You have to go in there and do some tough things that maybe you don't want to do, but that's what the team needs. You got to dive on the floor for the ball. You got to be able to take a charge for the team, go block a shot, go get that last rebound. Um, it's not all about scoring and uh, as much as what you're doing offensively, but you know, just being bought into whatever the team needs, that's what I'll give. You guys are flashing some new unis this year, too. Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. Do you like gray. the new drip? Am I saying that right, drip? New right? drip. I love the way you said that. This new gray is it. I like this, man. I like this a lot. It's the first time I've heard a team unanimously agree on a uniform. The grays, the favorite yeah. of the of the four color combinations, because it's gonna be black, green, Ooh. white, gray. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough with the black. I love the black though. There's so many different ways you can play the black, but it's close. I think I think I'll still take black first, and then this is close second. This gray is a close second. Tyson Acuff, we love watching you play, man. Glad to have you here in Ipsy. Man, I appreciate you. All right, Tyson Acuff. There's only one podcast in Washtenaw County that takes you inside the athletic department every single week. The Eastern Insider Podcast, your home for all things Eastern all the time. This has been another edition of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or your home smart device for all of our episodes on demand.